Yep. <laughs> Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? Griff's here. It's another episode of the Beer Engine podcast. We're back. It's been a it's been a hard week for everyone. I know they're all we were sweating and crying and. Oh, they <laughs> they were laying totally. F- oh God! Okay, okay. Well, we're a little little delayed on the bleep button, but we've added some new features to the show. And of course, I'm as always joined by. Uh, actually, um, I I didn't know this about Tony, but uh, one thing he took advantage of uh, during the week off was he took a trip down to visit his cousin. Nikki Minaj in Trinidad and uh, Nikki did manage to put a tweet up about it. Um, let me just read this out. It says my cousin that's Tony in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married and now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision. Not bullied. So Tony, how are the big fat nuts doing? Look, I don't understand why she called off the wedding. Because yeah. big nuts. Big nuts means big D, right? Isn't this big a plus? Does, now, does it? Uh, that's an interesting question. Does a big nut, does big nuts mean big D? Uh, well, we've, got, we've got people out there with nuts. Some even go by the name right. nut. Do big nuts? I, yeah, we do. Yeah, we are. Yep, our field reporter out there is uh, is apparently at least got the nickname. So who knows? <laughs> um, and really, who knows how he got it? I, I can't speak to that. But now, of all um, the ways to cover up an STD, this is clearly one of the best ways to cover it up. Like, right. I'm not saying Nicki Minaj has got an STD, <laughs> though probably, but her cousin surely does. And rather than it's, say. I've got an STD. I was out fucking some other person. Yeah, my, I, I your was friend is deep in somebody. Um, yeah. They've decided to, to cover it up with, it's the COVID vaccine. It's Pfizer. I, mis- I, I actually got it wrong, Tony. You're actually her cousin's friend. I, uh, I messed up. Um, oh. And really, that is a good way. That is, there's a sort of a combination of different ways to cover up having something. So, uh, you know, how you maybe... Um, uh, I, I wish I don't have a great example of this that I can pull from memory, but when you like uh, do something that you're maybe not proud of and you say, well, my friend one time did this, you know, <laughs> Yep. Uh, and you're, or you're like asking your doctors like, well, my friend told me he drinks eight to 10 beers a night, you know, and what do you think about that? Um, this really has some of that. It then has blaming the vaccine and it has some other just sort of, over-the-top story elements that you'd add if, say, you're someone like me or our uh, colleague here, Brian Malika, who well, just try, who, who feels like they have to go way over the top with a story that nobody <laughs> will care about. Walking away from the blackjack table and feeling bad about about the the 
something with the with the guy next to you and being like, I have to go uh, pick up my children from the geography pageant, and they're you know, and they're eight and ten, and uh, they have uh, one of them dressed up as the state of Hawaii and or something like that, right? <laughs> it's it's just going on forever and ever about some random shit that nobody cares about. You really could have posted this with a quarter of the story, and everyone would have thought exactly the same goofy thing they did. And all you did was just keeping make, keep making it worse. Now, question for you: How do you de- dress up as the state of Hawaii? I get mainland states how you dress up as them, even Alaska. But how do you dress up as the state of Hawaii? I um, I would just ask. I, I I ripped that from a Simpsons episode. I would just ask expert seamstress Homer Homer Simpson. <laughs> The man who knitted Florida, and uh, maybe he might be able to put it together for us. Um, so yeah, that's what that's what Tony's been up to. He is a cousin or a cousin's friend, one of those. And apparently, he you know when you got that vaccine down there, you you had the you know you had two plums in your in your pockets. See, I was thinking more plums. Plums in Australia aren't that big, so. Um, mm-hmm. I was thinking more cricket balls. They're a good size. Cricket balls, bocce balls. <laughs> you don't want that. Not you're in trouble. Those are heavy. What? How big a ball could you go to before it became comically large? Like a ten-pin ball, probably too big have, a b- ball. I'm uh, not sure if I've told the story. Um, this this has opened up the window for me to tell a story I've probably told on here before, which is that after my heart surgery. Um, I was, I had a period of where I was draining fluid from my body pretty much because you, you accumulate fluid when you're in heart failure. Um, and one, one place that things just seemed to build up wasn't really in the ball, the balls themselves, more as it was the, the scrotum area. Uh. And it sort of resulted in this weird feeling that I had like, if you had, um, if you, you know what a plastic grocery bag, do you guys have plastic grocery bags there? Like it's like a, yeah, like a thin plastic grocery bag. But if it had like two ball bearings in it, that was really kind of the feeling. And if you were holding it by like your index finger (laughs) and it were like hanging down very low, sort of felt like I had to like to sleep. I felt like I had like gather it up. It was very uncomfortable. It's sort of around you. Um, and it eventually did, I, I did ask, I do remember asking someone, a nurse, maybe I was like, is this going to be like this? Like and? forever? He's like, no, it'll, it'll be normal. And it is, uh, <laughs> just to reassure everyone, everything is, is back to normal, whatever normal means. I have a normal looking package. Just want everyone to be assured that I don't know what that is, but I think it's, I, I would just, just whatever the normal one looks like. I have that. Um, Anyways, that's uh, we both have ball stories now. Cool. So Tony, uh, you uh, we a couple weeks ago we we got in some gambling on the Paralympics. Uh, the Paralympics been over for a little bit now. Uh, I did not make a good choice on the goal ball. Um, what yeah, else do we all. have in that? Yeah, right. What we else had some is, that, rules. is that the only sport we had? Oh yeah, we had the Aussie rules. That also did not good. Did not yeah. do. Did not do good. I uh, will say, poor. in my defense. If you're going to shit the bed, shit the bed on the first leg, which I did. Mm-hmm. It makes it easy. Nothing worse than having Brett Favre playing for the Minnesota Vikings shit the bed on the last game of a three-team parlay while you're in Las Vegas. Yeah. Not that that's ever yep. happened to me. 
Yeah, I, I can't imagine that that would have ever possibly occurred. That's nor it's weird. It feels like that would have been almost a decade ago at this point. But, it probably uh, was. Yeah. Now we've got the Aussie Rules Grand Final coming up. Did you want? Okay, so who who we got in the Grand Final? I have to go back to station and put some more money in. But give me give me some. Okay, Melbourne Western Bulldogs. Melbourne are right. the favourites. Dollar sixty four to win. So you okay, put on a so dollar, you're going to get sixty four. A dollar sixty-four so back. Let's assume here they're like one plus one one sixty-five or one seventy. Yep. And um, we've got a bunch of exotics. Um, the MVP, mm. which is called the Norm Smith Medal, is available for betting. Um, mm-hmm. First goal scorer. Um, right. You, you got all your normal ones. Wider wire wins. Um, goal scorer markets. Give me a big winner for this. Who do you like? What's the? What's the? I, I don't need to bet a. I don't need to bet the favorite or the, or the spread or anything. You got you got something that says like, well, if Melbourne wins, then this guy will almost certainly be the MVP. So just bet that if that yeah, makes sense. I do, and I actually think okay. it's going to be a Mel, Melbourne win and Clayton okay. Oliver for the normal split. Clayton Mel. Oliver, great name. All right. He looks like a mix of like early sideshow Bob mixed <laughs> with some Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh, well, there's a combo. Uh, what's his What's his number at? What are his odds at? Uh, he's seven dollars to win. He's not the favorite. Okay, plus seven hundred. Yeah. All right, I like that. I'll 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 do that. I'll put a I'll throw a ten on that. Why not? I'll take Man. my seventy bucks. That's a win. All right, so we got Clayton Oliver. Uh, I, I, I don't. I doubt I can. I'm not in Arizona anymore, so I can't same game parlay it anymore. So I have to. I have to bet one or the other. Unfortunately, here in Vegas for reasons unknown. But uh, I'll at least get the number down on this feller. That sounds pretty good. Excellent. Um, so Tony, I was doing some gambling. Here, I uh, part of the reason I had to miss out last week, even though mostly it was Tony with the balls thing, but uh, also it was me having stuff going on. Uh, I had to go to Arizona. Went with my had my dad in town. It was fun. Went to Arizona. Um, visited some family. You know, you got to do that. So we, you know, we had been bouncing around some casinos around here in Vegas, and I had been sort of meandering. You know. Up and down, no big deal. Went to Arizona. Dad wanted to check out the old casino there, uh, and uh, I caught myself a nice royal flush at the uh, some some casino in Phoenix. Sorry, I've yes. just got a break in here on your travel stories. Uh, Clayton Oliver's betting market has been suspended, so oh, he could be a late withdrawal. All right, well, all right, well, we'll have to get another. Yep. We got to get another one. All right, let's let's keep an eye on that. Maybe by the end of the show, we can we can have another. Let's go with an outsider. Let's go with James right. Harms. James James Harms Harms Harms. Okay, where's he? He's he's a Melbourne player. He's um, oh, yeah. What's what's his number? At? What's uh, his odds at? Uh, can't find it. I've gone for a roughie here. Um, markets Norm Smith. Uh, oh boy, this is going to be crazy. All yeah. right, thirty-four hundred. That seems like almost impossible. I love it. All right, hey, um, you wanted some value. Yeah, and hey, I got royal flush money to play with because I. Uh, you do I, too. I'll take that. Yeah, hit, 
hit the Royal. That's a good day for me. Also, Arizona was doing the thing, Tony, with because sports gambling's there, new there, and I still and they were just handing out money for stupid bets. So I was like betting. Like one of the bets was there will be one touchdown in the game, the Dallas Buck, the Dallas Tampa Bay game. There will just be one. There will be at least one period in the game, and it was it was minus one ten. They brought it down to minus one ten. So I, I was like, I was like I'll the max I can put on it. The max I could put on it was fifty, so I just got forty. It was no, it was plus one hundred, so I just got another fifty dollars. So that was a free fifty dollars. Then there was some other stupid one in baseball that was like, there will be three. It, the game will go over three, and I'm like, pretty much always happens, no matter what. And then it, it got over by the second inning. So, um, had a couple freebies there. Arizona very good to me. Um, my only complaint about Arizona, Tony, is they have fucking bugs there, and that sucks. <laughs> They, I bug bites all up and down my leg, dude. This is nasty. Oh. Horrible. So when you're talking bugs, are you talking like mosquitoes or are you talking big ass dinner dude, plate I swear bugs? they were, no, they were like little gnats or something. They don't even feel like mosquito bites or look like them. They're like these little, whatever, these little fucking little guys that were zipping around. Um, we'll talk some more about Arizona a little bit because I was bouncing around breweries down there, which was which was also cool. But so, Arizona, a, a mixed bag for me. I gotta we, say, we know bugs aren't a thing in Vegas, really, outside of bed bugs. Uh-huh. Um, are they not a thing in Chicago? Oh, I can't remember seeing many. No, bugs. they are a thing. In, they are a thing in Chicago, and I left them in 2020. Bugs were part of my 2020 life. I <laughs> I'm not worried about citronella candles and. Tiki torches and all that. Well, junk tiki anymore. torches, leave them out of it. Oh yeah, I, I have to worry about the whole a whole other type of bug under my shoe with the tiki torches. It's not the fucking little guys. Um, but now Arizona's back and they're back with with insects and it's not very good. Now, what areas of Arizona did you check out? Did you check out say uh, a comedy club? Say Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> Did not make it to Tucson, Arizona. Uh, uh, it was just just Phoenix for this round, the Phoenix area, and actually maybe uh, it was actually mostly the Mesa, Tempe, Scottsdale area, um, which is perfectly pleasant. I don't want it to sound like I didn't like find it a nice enough place. It was just it's it's sort of like the the um, it's just rich people. You know, it's just like all. It's all rich people stuff. It feels like you're in a big mall, you know? It's just it's just sort of like being... And there's baseball stadiums everywhere. So it's just a mall with a bunch of spring training baseball parks everywhere. Um, but there's good stuff hidden in there. It's just like constantly a... Uh, you're in a big... It feels like you're in a, the world's largest outdoor shopping mall. <laughs> well, wouldn't um, your dad feel at home? Because doesn't he come from Florida, which is essentially the th- same thing, but with more humidity? Yeah, and and just as many in, in like lunatics too. I mean, uh, Florida's more, but Arizona does have its share. Arizona is a pretty red state. So you, it's a whole other other thing. That drive is rough too, dude. I did the drive both ways. Oh, God, lots of scenery. That's a brutal drive. <laughs> um, you, know, you, you go through the Vegas desert and Lake Mead and stuff, and it's pretty. And then you get into flat out nothing. And then when you finally see Sequeiros outside of Phoenix, you're like, sweet. All right. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> brutal. It, it sounds um, like um, yeah. some of the um, more remote drives in Australia. 
like across yeah. the Nullarbor Plain, which is the longest straight stretch of road anywhere in the world. Yep. Yeah. And, and right now it's all two lane highway to, to Arizona too, to go to Phoenix. You're on two lane, two lane highway for a lot of it. Cause it's not, it's not an interstate yet. So you're, you're zipping past people on that, you know, 90, 93, 95, whatever. Uh, brutal. Um, but Hey, you know what? I'll, I'll suck. I'll tough it out for, I got some good beers and a couple and a, and a cool, uh, couple of gambling victories. So we'll take it. Um, Tony, as everybody knows, uh, or they don't know because they need to know, we have a very, uh, we have a discord. We have a discord channel. You should get on our discord channel. Not you, Tony, you're already on there. You're on there right now. But other people should do it if you're not on it already. Uh, you can just drop us a line on Instagram or in our email, and we will add you to the Discord channel, and you can come chit-chat with us. Tony, we had some good bants, good bants, Tony, on the uh, on the Discord this week, um, including, uh, well, just now we were having some good stuff in the beer chat. We've got some good stuff from our friend uh, W2s, a.k.a. Nut. I was just um, about to mention that um, in the beer chat, he's um, smoking ice. Eisenbach. Yeah, right now, just a few minutes ago, he posted this beer called Smoking Ice, Icebach from Goose Island and Frightgeist, Frygeist, sorry. Um, it looks like they did a collab across the pond there. Um, looks like a smoked icebach, almost 11%. Sounds pretty good. I would give that a whirl. Probably smoky as hell, though. Yeah, and it looks like it's got that Eisenbach syrupy thing, you know, after they do that freeze mm-hmm. distilling thing where it, mm-hmm. it's sort of, I don't know what happens to it, but it, even for its high alcohol content, it tends to have a really silky, um, more dense mouthfeel than sure. than a traditional beer of the same alcohol quantity. So I'm guessing that'll, that'll taste like one of your... Um, Sure. Um, what's his name? What's the barrel program that you're a member of for eight hundred dollars a month? Yeah, Horus. <laughs> It'll feel like Horus in made a smoke a smoked peanut butter stout or something. Oh boy! Now the now you're onto something. Um. Mm, now we're talking smoked. Hey, smoked so, you peanut know what? butter I, and banana stout. Yeah. I think a smoked. I, I have seen. I'm not shitting you. There is a there is a triple D. I will never forget this episode of Triple D, Tony, where um, I forget exact. I, I forget exactly what the dish was called, but it was supposed to be like a barbecue style sandwich, like a like a sliced barbecue sandwich. Oh no, he was making bacon. It was supposed <laughs> to be like bacon, and the way he made bacon was he smoked coconut. So he smoked a coconut what? and cut it like in very thin slices. Yep. And it appear it was like a B, they made a BLT esque thing with this smoked coconut. And I doubt it tasted like bacon. Yeah. But um, it probably tasted really good. I'm right? sure you're uh, right it there, sounded yeah. delicious to me. I was like, <laughs> yeah. this is crazy. I don't. I I'll never remember where that was from, but I'll never forget watching the guy. Um, like smoking the coconuts and, and slicing them up. I'm like, what on earth is happening? And I always wanted to try that. Had some some kind of aioli on there to look delicious. Um, all right, that's a total tangent. Uh, what else were we drinking? Uh, I got a beer of the week that I'm going to cover here, so I'm not going to spoil that. Posted up a beer I was drinking in Arizona that I will be using in one of our segments here. Uh, what else we got, Tony? We've had... Um, uh, Heads, oh, 
we've had some uh, some good stuff from Corey. Uh, I thought this was. I think this is a little unfair. Um, well, actually, it's nice for you. I don't know if it's good for me, but it says that. Um, I guess they start. I guess Facebook. He, he's assuming that Facebook started following our Instagram and saw images of chiseled bodies, perfect abs, and women doing a hundred burpees in ten minutes. Which I would. Uh, I, I got to assume that's something you posted. Absolutely, yes. That that's yeah. that's my kind of thing. Look, if you're going to yeah. be a creep in real life, be a creep online. That's my yeah. philosophy. Uh, I would love to see you do a hundred burpees. I think that'd be pretty good. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. I'm, I'm recovering from my accident when I go out walking, so let alone. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, what else we got? Gambling. We had some good stuff. Nick Torque suffered through the Palace Spurs game. I did not wake up for that, Tony. It was on at 4.30 in the morning. Ouch. Out here in the Pacific time zone. Also, I did get some critis- criticism for my fantasy team. Uh, oops. Not paying attention. Whoopsie. And uh, also, I do think we should crack uh, the uh, mail keg open. Let's get the let's get the kegger out and open up our mail keg. Got some notes from the fans. Um, and hit that sound effect. Bang! We don't have one. All right. <laughs> so Tony, we got a question from our friend uh, W Tudes. He said, "What kind of liquid, upon consumption, would inspire you to give it a .25 rating on Untapped?" And Tony, I'd like I I love I love this question. I'd love to hear your answer on this. This is a pretty simple answer, and it can only be one thing, and that is a Donald Trump branded beverage. Okay. Basically, even without cracking it, I know it's going to be terrible because what he's going to do is grab a oh. Genesee Creamer. He's not going to grab a macro macro, but something you can get at a gas station. Little up from Natty Light because everybody knows what a Natty Light tastes like. Not that many people know what a Genesee Creamer tastes like. And he's going to charge eight dollars for a three thirty mil bottle. You're saying this is like Trump Trump steaks? Trump steaks beers essentially is what you're is what you're getting into. Absolutely. The only other one I would give a 0.25 is, again, another macro that, without damage packaging, is flat and has floaties. Sure. Okay. All right. I I don't know if I would even do that. Tony, I think the only way you're getting 0.25 from me... Okay, so you have to have something, a product that is so heinous that um, I I can't even ingest so one of these is that so i have rated three beers 0.25 in my life one is a a a beer that has a taste i will never ever forget the taste of this beer it was the bourbon barrel aged vlad the conquistador from hailstorm i checked this in on august 4th 2017 (laughs) i opened the bottle and it tasted exactly it smelled like when you open the tin of cinnamon mints, like a very like a cinnamon Altoid we would have here. I don't know if you have those there, but like a very very harsh cinnamon mint. Yep, a, a breath freshening mint. It's it's meant to be intense. The other two are from a brewery, and this is the other sort of kind of uh, we'll call it the the caveat. I'll add 
it has to be a brewery that is doing something so heinous or has performed some horrible action that the taste of the beer is really irrelevant so much as it's just, I have to rate this thing shitty because these people are so shitty. And, um, I drank these beers from a brewery called steam hollow brewing in Mantino, Illinois. Now, and, uh, they haven't been on our can- cancel list. Is that cause they're too small a place to be on our canceled list? Yeah. I, I would say that canceling this brewery really sort of, um, I don't see what the point is, but nobody will know who they are, so uh, it doesn't matter. But they are canceled. And here's here's the here's some. Um, well, let's just go right to the owner's mouth and and see what she says. Uh, owner Natalie White proclaimed on Facebook: "George Floyd isn't dead. He is a porn star actor who knows the officer isn't who isn't even a real officer. It was a paid ploy to start a race war." Uh, <laughs> So you Wake actually had up. this beer. It's not like you. I did drink these beers. I drank this beer in June of 2019. So about a year before this uh, happened. And uh, this uh, person I did eventually actually host some kind of rally um, of, of some kind for some uh nuts you know or whatever uh so all there's a ton of posts about this crazy lady it's not worth really reading about um this is some dumb dog shit so uh i did rate both of the beers i drank from them a a, a 0.25 um neither of them were good i should be clear but most they most they were kind of in the way that they're not good enough to really even rate you just sort of drink it and you're like whatever i'm done with this um and i just left but uh, when I was once I uh, once I eventually came back to these guys, I um I, I looked them up and I just quartered them because it was funny <laughs> to do. So <laughs> uh, that was my slight protest was giving them quarter point two five ratings. I don't think there's any much benefit to it because I didn't even remember I did it. But fuck them. Uh, that's how bad you got to be for me to give you a quarter. It really doesn't have much to do with the liquid so much. It has to do with I mean, unless you make something so god awful but um uh, typically it's just like i'm pissed off at you so go to hell that's the mail keg gang you guys can post in the mail keg if you want to get uh if you want to get me riled up and angry again you can post in here ask some questions just go to our mail keg channel in the discord which you have to join just send us a note on instagram or on email tony what's next it's our beers of the week it's here we go Probably super loud for people, but bad luck. Oh, all right. Well, well, I'll quiet it back down. No problem. Tony, why don't you kick us off? I feel like I'm doing all the talking. But wait, there's more. That was actually the name of the beer I had from our good friends that I haven't had in a while, Deeds Brewing. Um, It was Mm. double IPA, just fucking delicious. Scored a four and a half on... um, on untapped, um, sure. like just yeah, I'm I'm gonna go back for more. Pity it's um, 
12 or $13 a can. It's, it's not cheap. But then, oh, it, wow. then again, it is, is, it is 9% with Australian tax. That's understandable. Mm. Um, did you want to take a guess? There are 243 ratings. Um, the double IPA, there's a hazy IPA, I presume. Um, I'm just trying to think. Um, we're extremely extra. Man, this is a long... He's got it. No problem. This, 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 <laughs> this is a huge fucking list. I was going to read this out, but this is, this is like a griff description. There's, there's oh registered God. trademarks in it. There's cryopop, um, citra, citra pop. It was delicious. Jesus. Whatever. Okay, so you got a so it's just so it's a nine percent IPA. Yeah, there was a little bit of haze, okay. but I wouldn't call it a hazy. I'd call it more sure. sort of just a double IPA. People like deeds, though. I'm going to say something like a four point oh eight. You are exactly one tenth off four point one eight, which is All extremely right, high for Australia. I think mm-hmm. we're getting more educated drinkers, or the people willing to spend their money on deeds beer are actually rating it correctly. I don't even yeah, think this is close to the best five deeds beers I've had this year, but it was still bloody yes. good. That's they they really have a beer that um, disappoints. I'm not sure whether I mentioned um, the other beer that I thought was um, even better by deeds called Orb Weaver. Did I talk about that one last week? Beats me. Unless, and oh, last well, week, I mean, last week was two weeks ago. Now I don't even know what well, the hell's going on. I checked this on the fourth of September, so I wouldn't have uh, spoken probably about not. This. Yeah, you wouldn't have brought this okay. up yet. No. So this one I rated it even higher. I didn't mention it because I thought I'd checked it in. This one doesn't get rated high, as highly, mm-hmm. but that's because it has um, grape musk in it. So it has. Grape. It's, a, it's a hazy. Grape. Grape musk, is that Elon's little brother or what? <laughs> so it's a hazy double IPA with, with raw grapes added to it or mm. the juice from raw grapes. It was delicious. It smelt like a, a red wine but tasted like a hazy. Really, really delicious. Jesus, that's crazy. All right, interesting. And it had uh, Tony- um, hibiscus in it, so yeah. Oh, hibiscus. All right. I've had some hibiscus beer. I, I, sometimes, I sometimes get... Um, it's hard for me to d- detect it other than the color. I get the color and then I'm like, I'm not really, it's, it's if you either add too much and it's a candle or you don't add enough and I just <laughs> taste whatever other thing it is, which is usually like strawberries or something. Um, Tony, I was, uh, I, I, I don't want to just name a whole brewery, my favorite brewery of the week or anything, because that's stupid. But I am going to say I went to, I went to Ren house brewing in, in Phoenix and Ren house Pretty well known right now. They're they're popping off a little bit. They have a tiny little like living room sized brew pub in in Phoenix. It's next to a drive through liquor shop. Um, there's really no parking to to speak of, um, and it's just amazing beer. Uh, they're brewing a lot of a lot of traditional styles. Lagers brewed a great saison. Um, lagers are great. I love them. And uh, they brewed my favorite thing. I probably had was this. English mild, 3% English mild called Pubber. Um, it is, it hits every, every target um, for uh, English mild. It is a little sweet. It is pretty dry, obviously, because it's only 3%. 
this beer is as good as it gets. Um, I, I wish I, I should have bought more of these. I rated this extremely high, Tony. What do you think the rating is on this? It's 3% English Mild Ale with 355 ratings. You got to guess this one. This is going to be interesting. Okay. Um, I think it gets credibility because this is a niche brewery. So, well, not it credibility. It tastes like tea. This beer has a tea flavor to it, I would Ooh. say. Like a, that, not that like way. floral tea. It's just got like a tea quality to it, like drinking black tea or breakfast tea a little bit, where it's just like got that dry, yep. lightly flavored element to it. I don't know. I love it. There's no tea in it. No, no, I, I get what you're saying. I'm going to say that's going to knock it down just a tenth of a point for me. I'm going to say low alcohol, it's not going to score highly, 3.74. Pretty good. It's 3.86. Um, so pretty good Pretty good on that, That's which I think is really high for, um, for an English so mild, I, I got to say. Yeah. Uh, it's got um, pale chocolate malt, roasted wheat. Oats, caramel malts, subtle, other subtle roast malts, um, and a, a mild amount of good old saws throughout the brewing process. And it's killer. I, I love this beer. Uh, probably one of my favorite beers I've had in a while, just because I haven't had this style lately. And it's not really good weather for it. It's hot as shit, but I guess I don't care. Um, I'm in the air conditioning anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I'll just drink it. Um, another one I do want to shout out, um, yeah, go ahead. is I drank some, I drank some Freem pale ale, <laughs> you know, what? I can't get away from Freem, no drank some pale pills. ale and I did have some pills too, but I had some Freem pale, uh, this week that I really enjoyed. It was, it had this, it was really juicy. I was shocked. It had this real juicy Neo, hay, like not haze, Neo pale quality to it. Yep. 5%. Oh, it's great on on drafted silver stamp. It was so good, uh, very good, Tony. This is, we're excited to do this. We've got a we've got some new we've got some new music for you, but it's time for another segment. Uh, it's time for Griff's Logger of the Week. Uh, thank you to Nut for the sound effect. He's been busy this week, or not busy? I don't know. One of the two. He's got. He's he's really doing a lot of free work this week. So thank you to our friend Nut for for that. Uh, Tony, my lager of the week. A tough choice this week because I was drinking a lot of lager. Some great lagers at Ren House. They don't Frame? quite get there. It is not free. I love Freem. I've decided to move away from Freem for the week, but Freem Pills is still up there in the top three, I gotta say. <laughs> um, I did enjoy some from Ren House. The Big Spill is really good. Um, but the winner this week, I am going to the land of chicken parms and uh, uh, pizza and other non-Italian actual foods. I am going to uh, Italy with some Italian pills I got from, oh, you'll never guess, Burial. I got some Italian pills from the gang over at Burial. Uh, this one is called Bright, and it is a real stunner, Tony. It does have like some kind of like citrusy American hop quality, but not not over the top. Drinks more like a Czech pills than it does like an American hoppy lager or India pale lager or anything like that. Um, it's really really nice. 
Uh, it's got Hallertau Blanc, Huel Melon, and Grungeist, Tony. Grungeist? I don't uh, think I've had that. Yeah, that's interesting. And um, it's just a real tasty, refreshing beer. Uh, he thinks it ha- uh, So the tasting notes from Burial, I don't think I could make these up. <laughs> Dry Verdicchio wine, strawberry soda, and citrus baked pastry. Citrus baked pastry? Okay. There is a citrus quality to it. There is a breadiness to it. Yep. There's a brightness to it. I could see that. It's spritzy, you know. Um, I don't know if I would come up with those notes. I couldn't tell you in a million years what Verdicchio wine tastes like. It's wine. Or even I'm what even it is. Sure. I'm not even sure or, whether it's red, white, or rosé. Orange. You know, they get orange wine now, you know. Who knows? They do. Uh, Where's that orange wine come out of? It's It's like Lithuania, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I, I the, the I hear Verdicchio and I think of like Vino Verde. That that see that that's that strikes familiar to me. But uh, that's about it. So, Lager of the week goes to Italian Pills. Congrats to the entire country, the assembled group of city states known as Italy, um, for making such a lovely pilsner, and actually burial for actually making it. So, uh, Tony, do you drink any lager this week? You staying away from lagers these days? Um. No, I just hadn't actually had any lagers this week. Um, it's not by choice. or in, Well, it is by choice, but um, the weather's not quite warm enough to go whole hog at it. He's in jail. <laughs> if, they're withholding his lager. If there was a premium lager out there in the market, no doubt I would grab it, but there's nothing yeah. like grabbing my attention right now, and it's not like, Lager drinking weather right this second. Give it yeah. two weeks and it's going to be prime lager weather and I'm going to be yeah. um, chugging. Um, oh, sure. Badland style, some, some lager. Well, it's my segment, so fucking back off. Um, anyways, Tony, it's time to move on to the next thing. You know, we're, we're just plowing through this shit right now. Holy, holy shit. Holy fuck. <laughs> Beep! He can't find the goddamn button. Look at him. He's struggling. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Perfect. Wow, that's some comedy. Uh, Tony, it's time for shit news. What was that? Or hyper beer nerd dork. Hyper, hyper beer nerd. Hyper beer nerd dork shit news. Jeez, I'm going well. God. I think I need to reorganize these buttons. <laughs> It's fine. Just hit them all. Just push them all at once. It doesn't matter. Tony, we got some breaking news before we came into the newsroom here, into the studio. Um, uh, this this came across my desk um, urgently. It was handed to me. The guy was screaming. He was going nuts. Uh, but it's some big Celtic news. Our Celtic people out there will be losing their fucking minds about this. This... Yeah, I just went nuts there. Sorry. Uh, this is from the gang over here at Boston Beer, if you heard of them. Uh, this is uh, about truly hard seltzer. Now, and it turns out. Boston yes. Beer. When are they going to get rid of the beer in their name? Like, yes, they produce beer as a side project. But aren't oh, they would, Boston Seltzer thought- Company at this point? I thought you were suggesting they just changed their name to Boston. And I was like, well, there's already a city and a band <laughs> named that. So I don't know. They're going to need to keep something after Boston, I think. Maybe. Whatever. All right. So they've, they've, 
uh, Tony, they uh, they're getting sued. Uh, uh, they have a class action suit for allegedly failing to tell investors that truly sales were decelerating, which led to overestimating growth and a shortfall that tanked the stock price this summer. Oh God, I'm so bored by this story. And then, uh, it was also noted that, uh, in this lawsuit that truly heart seltzer is misleadingly labeled that it does not include Real fruit, Tony. So I didn't know that uh, it was labeled with real fruit. I don't know of any salsa that actually says it contains real fruit. Isn't that yeah, more a bo- boutique thing? The only the I I wouldn't care. I don't. I I've never bought a seltzer and said, "Boy, I hope this has you know some real fruit in this thing," because I'm not getting enough fruit out of my randomly purchased beer that comes like with chunks flying out of it. So um, never think about that, but apparently this does claim it, I guess because it's named truly, maybe I should have presumed that maybe that's why they call themselves. They call themselves truly. I don't know what else that would be referring to, but anyways, so uh, this says they're flavored by lab made ingredients. The 42 page lawsuit uses the black cherry truly as an example, alleging that Though the product is boldly characterized as black cherry, its taste comes from not not from real cherries, but instead entirely from synthetic additives described as natural flavors. So, well, yeah, we all know natural flavors mean nothing. Everything at the end of the day mm-hmm. is natural. It can be synthesized in a lab, but it doesn't mean it's unnatural. Natural flavors are just a way of getting something on a label without having to say exactly what it is. This, yeah, I, I, so this lawsuit, uh, I have no sympathy for the people actually producing this lawsuit. Um, boo fucking who? You get into the stock market game and you get ripped off. Big fucking deal. You deserve to lose your money. Fuck you. There it is. Boy, a regular Jim Cramer over there in Australia, huh? Uh, oh, I was about to go off, but I got Jim Cramer confused with that other Dave Ram- Ramsey dude. Oh, Dave Ramsey, I remember that guy. Yeah, I forgot about him. Because he's, he's involved with some sort shit. of cult. He's, yeah, he's he's entered a different type of thing. He's um, he's he's left the finance cult and gone into like oh, more no. of a traditional cult. No, no, he's doing both at the same time. It's it's the perfect oh, okay. grift. He's still doing his financial show, but he's also uh, like. There was a nurse that was an anti-vax that called into his show, and uh, mm. he, he gave him financial advice. Didn't tell him what to do, and oh, you should have heard the comments about how great it was that somebody wasn't wasn't telling somebody what to do. Well, fucking right. weak as piss. Does he? Did he? Did his nuts get big too, or what? No. Do you think he's got nuts? I imagine he's got plastic <laughs> bag scrotum. He's got it too. No, and that's just uh, from age. <laughs> okay, yeah, probably. And he probably um, likes things hung off his scrotum. I could imagine him being into some kinky that's shit. That's an interesting fetish. Okay, All just right. visualize it, Dave uh, Ramsey, with like weights hanging off his scrotum. Just visualize it there, Griff, for a moment. With two white claws hanging off there. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> I would have gone so, with two uh, 
Pat's blue ribbons need a little bit more two, weight. Two real black cherries. Well, meanwhile, <laughs> I'm over there with two little vials of black cherry flavor from the Truly Factory. And I'm like, oh, I don't have any real fruit. And then I get sued. No. Um, so this uh, also points out, I don't know why, that uh, competitors White Claw, Vizzy, and Spindrift, I wouldn't re- reference Vizzy in your lawsuit since they got a lawsuit because they were claiming they had fucking vitamins in their <laughs> seltzer. So I maybe would not pit the two lawsuit seltzers against each Probably other. Probably brought by the same people. Need to look yeah, it's that the up. same shit, whatever. Uh, well, I know, I know one person who may or may not be in this house that has purchased both, so... Um, White Claw, Vizzy, and Spindrift each understand their duty their duty to consumers, Tony. You said duty. Um, yeah, they got, well, there's some duty going on here. Um, so the fake fruit, apparently and truly, they've been my, uh, mis- misleading their stock price, which, um, boy, it was at 701 per share on July 23rd. Um, and uh, that that was a one day uh, sink of like two hundred and fifty dollars. Nice. Oh, just in the oh, sorry, in the second quarter. Okay, so they that's fallen about twenty twenty five percent or so. I like seeing that. So, yeah. I'm hey, s- uh, Jim Cook. I bet Jim Cook is doing fucking fine. I'm right? sure he's he doing is. good. Yeah, yep. he's hanging in there. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he manages to muster up some more. Fleischmann, Fleischmann's yeast to drink before he knocks off a few more Trulies. Um, just look that story up if I'm not going to tell it again. But the, no. the guy eats yeast; it's weird. Um, so that's the big that's the big Celty news with Truly. They're getting sued. Will it impact your day to day Celty purchases? No, no, because we are a Bud Light crew. Bud Light strong, apes together strong on Bud Light. Um, we're sticking with Bud Light. So um, speaking of Bud Light, Tony. Fall Celty is also back in some more big news. Uh, I think we probably talked about these last year, right? The the Bud Light Fall Seltzers. I, I'm sure we did. Are there any new flavors this year, or are we just well, going back to the uh, same well? We'll give you a quick recap. I know that our, you know you can't be rely, relied upon to remember all 70 episodes of this show. So um, they're coming back. It's the Fall Flannel Variety Pack, Tony. And this year we've got uh, some apple crisps, apple crisp, maple pear, toasted marshmallow, and you know it's coming, pumpkin Pumpkin spice. spice. I do do think their branding's different this year. I can't remember them rocking the tartan last year or the plaid, depending on. Yeah, they got the plaid, yeah, kind of the lumberjack-looking plaid. Um. Pretty sharp. It looks good in the red. It looks good in the red and the green one. I don't know how I feel about the orange tartan really? color. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm a big fan of that or the or the plaid. And then the uh, the the brown and beige is it's is not fucking bad, awesome. I think, yeah, yeah, that one's good. Um, fuck, dude, let's get some shirts. Come on, let's do it. Let's pumpkin, let's get some shirts in our hands. Pumpkin spice doesn't need to have the banging can. Because you know it's going to sell anyway because it's pumpkin spice. Well, I think you can only buy it in the variety pack is the, is the thing. So you, you can only get the 12-pack. You cannot go get yourself a 12-pack of all pumpkins. Um, you got you to get in there with the other gang. I am fascinated by the idea of some cuvee opportunities here, Tony. You mean suicides. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I think a suicide of all four of them may not be too bad. No, I, so I, I'm sure. I think this is a group I'm challenge. Sh- or a I'm sure challenge. I'm gonna have to. I'm positive I'm going to have to buy this, so yeah. I would say um, you can look forward to that. I think if I had to pick, Tony, pick out a combo you really like. I think I think initially, well, why don't you pick one out and I'll, and I'll follow it up. Yep. Okay, so maple pear with toasted marshmallow is the combo that, sounds good. that seems like the combo for me. It sounds good. It sounds good to me. Um, I sort of like the apple crisp. And the toasted marshmallow too, um, and then I think it's too much sweet, but just in the mold of like sweet potato, um, you know, like this, like the American dish. It's like the sweet potatoes with the temp- mini marshmallows on it. I think yep. I'd have to do the pumpkin spice with the marshmallow, um, and just see and just see where I ended up with that. I think that it's, would be good, but I also think the pumpkin spice and the apple crisp. Uh, Almost perfect as well because yeah. I had um, a, an apple crumble cider, which was pretty delicious this week. That had those sort of cinnamony notes with the apple, and that's really what the pumpkin spice is with a bit of clove. In sure. It. So yeah, that sounds good. I've I, I recently saw some kind of dessert that I think was like a pumpkin apple cheesecake or pumpkin apple something or other. So uh, yeah, we'll get these. We'll do a little. We'll do a little mix and mix and match. Uh, I think that would be fun. Um, and, and we'll see what we get out of it. So that, that's coming back. You guys can look out for that at your local, wherever. I don't care. Um, <laughs> Tony, you, you, you had some big Australia beer news. What you got for us? I do. One of Australia's most outspoken critics of selling out to Big Beer, Stone and Wood, has just sold out to Big Beer. No, no. Stone and Wood are famous for making one beer that's created a style. They have created a beer um, that came to define Australian pale ale. Um, Mm. It is the Pacific Ale. A bunch of other people are now doing a Pacific Ale but theirs was the first on the market, sort of Australian hops, juicy pale ale, more more um, sweeter than a pale ale, but, yeah, using sort of Southern Hemisphere hops. And so that's really their only beer of note, but they have been really vocal about other breweries selling out to big um, multinational beer corporations or corporation because I think there's only one left at the top of the food chain these days. I think AB InBev own basically everything. Um, sure. I'm not sure whether they own Lion, but um, Stone and oh, Wood have, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Have, have been so vocal about this, calling other people out, and then they find it's time to cash out. Yeah. They sell up. And they sell up and they sell out. And they I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with people selling out to to places like AB InBev or Lion or Montserrat or whoever the fuck they want to sell out to. That's fine. That's how commerce actually works. Uh, but to be vocal about other people selling out and then being a hypocrite 
and and then making your money, that's what I'm going to call out. No problem with right. selling out to a big corporation, but don't be vocal about other companies selling True. out and then then doing that. Fuck you. What's what's the uh, what do you think the what was the take for them on this? Did it say? Um, I'm not sure. Um, uh, yeah, there's. I'm, I'm looking on abc.net.au. I'm on the same article, so. Uh, it uh, does not say, um, but I don't know. Uh, hopefully they're big. Do they have a big production facility? Looks like they, they have do. a nice yeah. size brew pub. This place looks cool. Yeah, um, they, they, they were a good brewery. Um, about $380 million is what they were valued in. But um, Okay, so I would guess it'll be in that ballpark, three. 300, 350. Yep. Um, they just spent 50 million on their brewery at Merwillamba. Mer- uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I whatever that is. Not sure whether it's Merwillamba or some other place that, that ends in bar. Mm. Um, but, but let's just say it has not gone down well with the Australian uh, beer sure. public, at least the informed beer public. Is there a lot of experience there yet with the your breweries selling to oh, larger conglomerates yet? Sure, and but they've been one of the biggest um, right vocal opponents of it. Yeah, it happens all the right, time. Sure. Pirate Life sold out a couple of years ago, and they'd they'd done a similar thing. Um, Little Creatures had sold out. I think they're now independent again. Gage Road was bought out. It happens all the time. Um, and Stone and Wood weren't just the Stone and Wood brand. They had Fixation, uh, Little Dragon, and um, something that I hadn't heard of, it wasn't available to me, but suddenly Celsi. He's All right. So they're – so what? what's their – so this is like Stone US if it's sold to, to <sighs> AB or something, right? Because Stone Stone was always the ones who were so staunchly anti-everybody, yeah. right? They were always very trying to be, quote-unquote, fiercely independent, right? I mean, that was, the, yep. that was the whole thing with them. So they haven't done that yet. So to their credit, for as goofball, weird goofball dickheads as, as they kind of are, um, they're still their own thing, and a lot of their beers still do taste pretty good. But yeah, um, and we've had up and down with with brands that have sold out. Feral is another brand that that sold out to one of the supermarket chains, but he uh-huh. he kept brewing um, control of the of the venture. So he sold out. They got the dis- distribution and a bit of corporate control, but he's able to put out the beers he wants to put out, and his beer quality is still great. So there's no backlash there with that particular beer. But um, If you can keep the quality up, then then that's – I don't really – I mean, Boulevard, for example, you know, they had their other problems, but the beers are still good, you know, and they stole to to Duval. Goose did not. Goose IPA is piss poor now. I mean, there's a bunch of – they're making a lot of piss poor beer. Along with Bourbon County, and uh, maybe this Icebox that was probably made at Frygeist, I would guess. So um, that pisses you off, right? But if they just keep pumping out good beer, that's fine. But except for in this case of Stone and Wood, where they spent a whole lot of time talking shit, yeah, and then yeah. and then made a boo boo. Well, they Whoops. didn't make a boo boo. They made a they made a huge fucking profit. 
They probably made a huge profit, although you one might look at this and see that they recently built a $50 million brewery and say, boy, it would be nice for me to get some funding back in here because uh, that was expensive. Yeah, but don't don't go ahead with it in, in a pandemic. Like, just right. pull right. out stumps and say, not right now. No yeah, it's not a bad them. idea. Uh, Tony, we got one more piece of news. We had our field reporter out there this week. Um uh, our field, our new field reporter, uh, Nut. He's been busy with the show. We recently just hired him. He's uh, he's the highest paid member of the show, um, and he doesn't know that, but he is. He is the highest paid participant of the show. He's he, he's certainly not in the hole too bad yet. We got to say that. So got that going for him. Um, but uh, th- we're going to turn it over to him, and he has come back with a uh, a little news story. I don't think we're going to carry through the. Uh, uh, entire uh, entirety of it, but let's uh, let's just turn it over to our to our good pal Nut uh, to report on some news from the ballparks of America, Tony. Hey everyone, W Toods here, aka Nut, aka Griff's Chicago Beer Mule, uh, mm-hmm. also the guy who drinks barrel aged stouts in the middle of summer and posts them in the Discord, despite the fact that posted that one already all right all right all right so i just want to i just want to interrupt you here nut sorry uh we're all drinking barely just out in the summer right just you are too right again, and again anyways uh, i'm here to hijack the show uh uh-huh. because friend of the pod grammar purist dropped an article today in the discord that included two of my absolute favorite things in the world uh baseball and beer uh, and then he was so kind to gift me a, uh, a, a a gift sub gift trial sub to the athletics so I could read it. And then uh, other friend of the pod, Corey, asked me to record it and send it as part of the show. And here's the deal. This is the Beer Engine Pod, baby. And Beer Engine Pod sure does love its content. So I'm here. Yes. I've, I've got to stop him right there. Have we ever used the word baby on this podcast? I cannot remember using the word baby on this podcast. I think we need to use the word baby more often. Beer Engine Pod, baby. I just think it sounds Um, smooth. There's a new restaurant here, Tony, called Money Baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what a name, huh? I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Did you like my attempt at doing Duff Man? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Duff Duff Man's down. Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) Sniping the show from, well, I'm still in Chicago, to provide just that content. So the article title is, As Craft Beer Booms Around the Country, Why Isn't It Thriving at the Ballpark? It's written by Enosaris, who's a writer for The Athletic. I probably just mutilated his name but there's no pronunciation thank you Anno. i'm sure he has mutilated the uh pronunciation of that word but i deliberately pronunciated the word pronunciate wrong on the website that i can tell so that was my best shot now i am here to read this entire article in one take no edits i read it one time so at least i like know it's coming but but yeah, I'm not going to mm-hmm. make this sound pretty and you're just going to all have to deal with 
with my bullshit. So, uh, Tony, hit that music, baby. Let's go. On the second level, at the Oakland Coliseum, behind home plates, it's Scheib Tavern, a food pavilion of sorts that used to house a full bar, two of the park's better food options, mm-hmm. and a craft beer bar in the back. All that's open these days is a traditional bar. Across the field, a branded third deck area called the Treehouse used to have a cooler full of local craft cans. Now, wouldn't that be perfect for a cancelled brewery to, like, brand that as their own? Just a thought. I think... I think my favorite part of this so far is that he said, uh, I'm going to do this with no edits as, as if that's some, <laughs> somehow different from the way we do our shit. Yeah, this shit doesn't get edited. Boy, if we edited this and, and the, the end yeah. product that comes out was what we produced, boy, we'd be in trouble. It's not good uh-huh. that we do it live anyway. That's well, <laughs> Over in San Francisco, the spot behind the plate at Oracle Park that used to sell local craft cans and bombers of Russian rivers Pliny the Elder, alongside crab sandwiches, still has the sandwiches, but has replaced the local cans with selections from breweries owned by Anheuser-Busch InBev, the world's largest beer brewer. A few of the club-level local craft can stands are no longer there. It's mostly Sierra Nevada around the park these days, unless you're at the public house, an attached bar out front. Wait a minute, cut the music. I need to Google something real quick. Can I read? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. So, uh, Tony, why don't you, I know we talked about this, why don't you slap that story on the end of the show so that people can listen through to it. I I will give a brief synopsis, and if you guys are the audiobook type, um, I encourage you to listen to it. It is an interesting news story for sure. Um, about how how uh, beer at the ballpark has changed quite a bit uh, in the last um, in the last few years. Now, I'll point out that I've been to that Oakland ballpark um, maybe a decade ago, and I did notice at the time I wasn't nearly as sophisticated of a beer drinker as I am now. But I did I was pretty grateful that despite the whole place looking and feeling like a like a prison, um, <laughs> they had a they had a delightful selection a delightful selection of beer uh, at that, at that place. And at the time that meant like, Oh damn, they have pyramid Hef and they have, you know, some, some IPAs and stuff on and it was, it was fine. Um, the fact that Oracle park has, uh, or whatever that is, has, um, that it has Pliny is pretty insane. Um, or that the San Francisco stadium has Pliny. I think it was, I mean, that's pretty wild. That'd be cool. But I, I to my reading of that story was that, the gist of the story is that a, it's very difficult for craft brewers to produce enough volume to keep up with the demand of a major league ballpark because people drink a lot, right? I mean, there's yeah. thirty five thousand people in there drinking. There are many of these breweries won't serve thirty five thousand people in a year, in two years. Um, so that's that's one reason, and the other being that these the small breweries don't have the means to sign stadium wide contracts, um, which in a weird way sort of bypass some of the distributor relationships in their own way um, by signing agreements like that. Right. And um, if you're a distributor, you're down with it because it means you have an easy outlet for a lot of beer. Um, but if you're they're they're not going to want to try to like angle to, to, to scrounge up some craft cans for you either. Um so I would say read the article. That's sort of my take from it. 
Um, Tony, what did you think? Did you did you glam, glam through that a little bit? I, I did sort of um, skim it because it is, it's even without reading it aloud, it's, it's like a good five minute read. Um, so and I can't do anything for five minutes except talk. So. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I think it's a problem that persists unless the stadiums themselves are, are going to undertake a a brewery for themselves. I, I think it's nearly impossible for even a medium sized um, craft brewery to be able to produce beer at a scale that is that has the profit margins that that are needed to, to sell these beers. Because we were speaking um, three or four weeks ago about one of the football clubs that attached a, a brew house to their, to their stadium. Yeah, sure. That's, yeah, that's uh, the way to yeah. do it. That's the way yeah. that they can maximise their, their profit range because sure. these at the end of the day are businesses. They're profit-driven and they're only going to sell goods where they can um, actually make a decent profit. So... Dude, did you see this um, this beer list though at the public house in Oracle Park? I mean, this is nuts. No, I'm going to just read some of these to you. Okay. Russian River STS Pills, Russian River Apostle Dominance, which is a sour. I'm almost certain. Allagash White, Dupont Allagash Brewers Bridge Saison, Firestone <laughs> Walker Breda Tangerine, Beechwood Strawberry Provence. Uh, Russian River it, Instinction with Merlot, Bear Republic Barrel Age Triples Alley, that's a Belgian triple, Almanac ha- Haunting the Tower IPA, Russian River Blind Pig, uh, Cellar Maker How the West Was Fun, double IPA, Moonlight Death and Taxes, a great beer, uh, Eagle Rock Chocolate City, and Hen House East Coast Bias. Now, I mean, this is a this would be an insane beer list. Anywhere, yeah, but at when, any place. When you go to the ballpark, do, are you likely to make a choice for one of those beers? You personally, being a beer geek, like I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're not going to go for a Bud Light if if you've got other options. But are you? If going I have STS pills staring me in the face, I will be drinking the STS pills. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that that's a beer that yeah, that's a little different. Right. But some of the other beers, I'm like, I want to sit down and watch a a, a baseball game. I don't want to be weighed down and to actually think about my beer for so long, although it is a game of baseball. Do you really want to be w- watching the game itself? Because um, it goes on for it hours. It depends, man. Would I drink Blind Pig at a ball game? Yes. Yes. But some of the other stuff. Would I drink Instinction with Merlot grapes? Probably not, you know, but I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, maybe I would. If, I mean, there's glassware here. This is clearly a bar you can sit at. Or something. So maybe if I were just not, if it were this the fourth inning and we were down six runs, sure, maybe I'd be like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna go drink some stout." You know, whatever. Um, I'm pretty. I'm pretty much of. I'm fair weather that way. I don't really care. You know, <laughs> get what I can get. Hell, frankly, I might have seen this beer list and I said, "Fuck! I, I just bought the ticket to sit here. It's sweet." <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, the other thing that is mentioned here is the uh, White Sox, uh, the White Sox ballpark, which has an excellent beer list um, uh, at over at Guaranteed Rate Field. Uh, and I have been people at White Sox games. They mentioned do pay a little more than the Cubs fans, for example, for beer, but it's only about a dollar. 
um, and they get to drink Pipeworks pills and Ninja versus Unicorn and Bodum and Half Acre Fader and all that stuff. So is that worth it for a dollar? Yes. Absolutely it is, because I'm already paying $10 for this stupid Bud Light. I'll pay $12. I don't care. I didn't. You know, I thought the markup would have been more. I thought it would have been ten versus fifteen dollars to to go up up the line. Yeah, I've gone to White Sox because when the White Sox were bad, they're good. They're good now. When they were bad, you could go buy a ticket for eight dollars, and I would just sit in the little craft cave area with the little ballpark knot hole, um, and watch the watch the game or go upstairs on the bleachers there, and sit outside and. Just crank four Pipeworks pills. I mean, that's a day, you know. And then I'd drive over to Maria's, or I guess I'd probably had, because I, I, I wouldn't have driven to the ballpark because it's hard to park. Um, I would take a cab over or walk over. I don't know. I'd walk over to Maria's and I'd drink some more because <laughs> Maria's <laughs> had killer beer too. Um, but yeah, it's it is crazy. I mean, I do think it makes sense just because the volume isn't going to be there for for craft beer unless you really really battle to fill up yep you know the volume gap but um you know if you try i bet a place like chicago should probably try harder like like wrigley because there's plenty of options to fill out the selection it's just that they don't want to and bud doesn't want to and they are what they are right you can hardly get a goddamn old style at the ballpark anymore so stupid (laughs) it is but you really want to drink old style I like old style. Really? It's not good. Yeah, <laughs> okay. you like it in like an ironic way. Hey, Silver <laughs> Stamp has hams on, you know, and hams isn't great, but it's like pretty good, you know, for what it is. It's I'd rather drink that than a Bud Light for sure. Old style too. Okay, there you go. I, I would have thought you would have would have gone the the lighter version of that, but there you go. Hell, that screw that. All right, Tony, that's hyper beer nerd dork shit news. Listen, listen to the end of the show. Tony's going to slap on the uh, audiobook reading by, by Nut. Thank you to Nut for reporting on that for us. Tony, we have a little more news. Um, it's time for a round of uh, a game that I think you made a sound effect for. It's a, it's a, it's a game called News the Game. Just such a disorienting intro. I love it. Sort of like, sort of like if a breaking news thing happened while you're in like a vortex to hell. <laughs> it's very discord, like slightly discordant, but but sort of reminds you if Tom Brokaw was there. But it ends up being like Tom Brokaw with three eyes or something like that. Like, can I share my vision for for this theme? And it was. If you can imagine a breaking news in the middle of, say, a VHS tape that you'd taped, like your oh, favourite sure, right? childhood yeah. movie. Like, say you'd taped yeah. Willy Wonka, the Gene Wilder. Heidi. Oh. <laughs> the Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka. <laughs> and in the sure. middle of that, there was a breaking news story. So the tape had, had a bunch of wow yeah. and flutter in it. But rather than a regular news story, it was... Kind of that knockoff robotic, Perd Hapley kind of sure. character. 
President Reagan has been shot. I'm like, damn, that Willy Wonka is powerful. Well, Wild. do you think it was Willy Wonka or do you think it was the Oompa Loompas or do you think it was the grandfather? Not the grandfather that takes him to the <laughs> factory but the bedridden one. It was the grandfather who has to sleep head to foot with the other old old people, whatever that was. Uh, yeah, eating cabbage soup. Um, Tony, this is a weird game, but last week was the Great American Beer Fest. Oh, my God. It's back. Yes. Um Yep, the Great American Beer Fest was back, GABF. And uh, as usual with GABF, I looked through all of the awards, and I... I Usually, I like going through them and saying, wow, I've been to a lot of these breweries. That's cool. That's so fun. Um, It's cool when the good breweries win. But this year, I was combing through the winners, and by golly, I was having a hard time mustering up a few that I've actually been to. Um, For somebody who's been to a million breweries in their life, it feels like, and I've traveled pretty well throughout the country... I was having a hard time finding a bunch of breweries that I've, you know, been to. There were some that I've had beers from, obviously, but um, a lot of times I'm like, oh, cool, you know, um, you know, this, uh, 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 I don't know, Grimm won an award, and I was there in Brooklyn. That's so cool. And then this year I'm like, where where the hell are they? I can't find any of the guys I like. So kind of crazy. A lot of very unusual things happened, as they usually do at at GABF, where as it felt like when there were maybe fewer categories, maybe a decade or two ago, um, it felt like there were more consistent winners, if that makes sense. Yep. Breweries or beers would win the award years in a row, in fact. Um, now that seems to be only a, th- a, a type of victory reserved for the Allagash Whites of the world, because um, they did win again. But uh, it's very difficult to get any sort of repeat, any sort of momentum going in these things because there's just too many goddamn beers and there's too many styles. There's too many to taste. There's no way to rate it effectively. It's always funny. But this year for uh, for GABF, I, we've done a news the game, and this year it is GABF or GABF. It's Great American Beer Fest or Griff's American Beer Fest. <laughs> And Tony, you're going to have to decide if these are breweries that won an award at GABF or is it a brewery that I have stepped foot into. Okay. Um, it's, not just a, it's not just a brewery I've drank. I have to have laid my, uh, my eyes on flesh of the, of the men and women who are brewing the beer at their facility, serving me from their tap room has to be a place I've stepped stepped through the door physically and uh, enjoyed. So, for example, they are not here, but Burial, I have never been there. No, I'm well aware of I, that. Uh, there you go. Uh, so if they won an award, you'd have to say that is from the Great American Beer Fest. Um, but here we go. Let's try okay. this out. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how lost you get. First one I'm going to give you is, uh, we'll start with an easy one. This is Other Half, Other Half Brewing in Brooklyn, New York. Are they Great American Beer Fest winners, or are they merely participants in my game of life? So, great or grift? This, the t- 2021 GABF winners. Great or grift? I'm yeah. going to say this is a griffs. This is a, he stepped through the door, he's consumed this. This is a Griff's. 
You're right, Tony. I have been to other half in Brooklyn. That's one for Tony. Uh, you are correct. I have been there. They did not win anything uh, this year. Other half went empty home with uh, empty hands this year. Um, and I'm not sure they've ever won anything. They kind of brew off style, off the style radar. Um, but this year they are out. So you're one for one. Let's try another one, Tony. This one is called the Wichita Brewing Company. Wichita Brewing Company from Wichita, Kansas. I hope they have a beer called The Lineman. Pay tribute to the great Glenn Campbell. Um, I don't think that you've been here. I'm, I can't ever... I think you've been to other parts of Kansas, but I can't remember you mentioning um, going to Wichita. It doesn't mean you haven't. It just yeah. means that I don't think you've been there in your drinking days. I think this is, this a, is a great. I think this, this is an advantage you have it in that I have spoken a lot about my beer history with you, so this may be one advantage you hold. Um, Tony, you are right. This is a great American Beer Fest winner. They're winning beer is in the old ale or strong ale or barley wine category. They won a gold medal in barley wine. The Wichita Brewing Company won a gold medal in barley wine. Not Fremont, not uh, Firestone Walker, not uh, Revolution, maybe, you would think. would maybe pull something off. No, it is Wichita Brewing with their beer name. You're going to love this. Chris Barley in a Little Coat. <laughs> Terrible. Barely really makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Wichita, Wichita Brewing Company. Terrible. And I also will note, I have been to Wichita, Kansas, um, but I did not go to this brewery, and I apparently missed out on America's finest bee whistle. You know, finest barley juice. I missed out on it. So two for two for Tony. Next up, here's, here's one you're going to like. This one is uh, a brewery we have talked about here before. Beechwood. Ooh. Have you ever set foot in Beechwood? I can imagine them as award winners. I'm going to say, great. I think they're award winners. Uh, you're on a roll. Beechwood is an award winner. They won this year for... Uh, I've been drinking their IPA lately, and I have had some of their sour and some of their other stuff, but this year they won for silver for Belgian fruit beer. With Cool Ship Chaos Balaton Cherry, which sounds... That sounds delicious. Lovely, lovely. Uh, you know what I should have pulled up here are the untapped ratings, huh? That would have uh, been smart to do. If but I, I can get them as I've got one of these here uh, 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 logins. Oh, my God. With you click and you clack on your keyboard. Yep, I can click and clack on here. It's amazing how they let me do that. Um, but... Yeah, that sounds like a delicious beer, and I just am very curious uh, if it is well-rated. So I'll have to, I guess, just look that up another time <laughs> because it's annoying me that I can't do it fast enough. And Tony's <laughs> on a roll, and I'm just trying to distract him and disrupt his rhythm. But, all right, next up. Next up, Tony, is uh, Courtyard Brewing from New Orleans. Ah, Courtyard. I feel like you've been here. I, I can't ever remember you talking about a trip to the Big Easy, but for whatever reason, it seems like that's a place where you would check out. While other people are getting hurricanes in, in giant footballs, 
you're going to a delicious brewery and drinking okay. delicious beer. This is a griff. Jeez. All right. This is easier than I thought. Um, yes, you're right. Uh, cool Ship Chaos does not have any ratings, by the way. I did all that. It has one rating, 4.25, if you're wondering, uh, which is really depressing. I have been to Courtyard, Tony. I was the most hungover person I've ever been when I went there. Uh, it was day two of a three-day hangover. Um, <laughs> We've all been there. I had New Orleans. I was extremely fucked up in New Orleans. I felt extremely bad on day one. That was bad. I went to sleep at 8.30. I was on a bachelor party. I went to sleep at 8.30 p.m. Uh, I fell asleep watching James James Harden and the Rockets take on the Jazz. This is 2018, 2017, 2018, one of those years. Um, really not a great performance by me, but uh, you're having a great performance. You're four for four. Next up for Tony is Holy Mountain. Holy Mountain from Seattle. Uh, Seattle, the home of the Seattle Storm, of course. WNBA team. That's uh, true. And the Seattle Supersonics, former NBA team. Well, or the Oklahoma City Thunder. Or, or the Seattle Kraken, the newest NHL team. Who is the owner of that? Is that owned by Sydney Powell? Please let it be Sydney Powell. Or Linwood, that would be great. Uh, if it's, I would love if it's Linwood. That'd be very good. I don't think he can afford. I don't think he can afford it. They're owned by uh, uh, Todd Todd Luecki. Oh, the famous Luecki brothers. That were a trapeze act from the Ringley Brothers Circus. Made millions, uh, billions. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> they did the uh, yeah. They did the triple triple double triple flippity do. Yes. The flippity yeah, do really with good. a half twist. That was adding oh, the half twist yeah, on the end the of the twist. <laughs> no, they did the twist. Oh my god! But I don't think you've been here. I think you've been to a lot of um, breweries in that part of the woods. But I think this is a great. I I don't think you've been here. I gotcha. I gotcha with one. Fuck. That's right. I've been to Holy Mountain. Uh, I had a friend who threw up there. Also, yes, it's very good. Another bachelor party. No, actually, it was a wedding for the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same guy's wedding. It's really funny. Um, all right, next up. Next up, this one's a good one, Tony. Uh, you haven't. We've never talked about these guys. This one's Freem from Hood River, Oregon. <laughs> Freem Brewing, Hood River, Oregon. They only produce ales, right? Smoked ales is the only thing they produce. I think only pastry stout and barley wine. Okay. Have you been to Frame? You love yourself some Frame. But why would you have tried Frame if you haven't been there? I think this is the griff. I think you've been there. That's why you picked up the pills in the first place. It's it's not true, Tony. I've never been there. One of my great shames. I haven't been to one of my all-time favorite, couple of my all-time favorite breweries, and that's one of them. Um, I am dying to go there. It's along the Hood River in Oregon. That's why they're in Hood River, Oregon. But uh, it's pretty far inland from Portland. I think it's not far from Bend, which is where Deschutes and Logsdon are. So it's quite the trip I would have, I think, there in Bend and Hood River uh, to go to Freem, Logsdon, Deschutes. 
I think Ale Apothecary's over there too. Um, and then Ale Song is in Eugene. It'd be a, a right mess, Tony. I'd be extremely messed up. I'd be throwing up in the bathroom. Oh, sounds Nightmare. like sounds like a dream. Yep. Uh, all right, Tony, you got that one wrong. You're four for six. Let's hit this one up. How about Short Fuse in Chicago, Illinois? Oh, this Short is a- Fuse Brewing, Chicago, Illinois. Trick question. I see through this. I see through this. Looking at you. I can see right through you. You have uh-huh. not been here. That's why you put your hometown on it. This is a, this is a great. This won an award. You didn't go there before you got out of town. Oh, I got, I messed up. Oh, no, I got it. I got it right. Shit. I'm like, how, <laughs> what are the rules of this game again? So you say this is great. Yep. You're right. It is great. That is correct. And this one fucking blew my mind, Tony. Short Fuse Brewing. And I did this whole game just to pick on this, by the way. Short Fuse Brewing was is is was one of my had made some of my least favorite beers i had in chicago and lord help me i'm i want to be nice these guys hopefully they have they have improved they are making better beer now but the i've had a couple of their ipas they were not good and then i had this beer that tasted like was intended to taste like purple drink but an ipa and it tasted like dimetap like that's cough syrup. Delicious. Tastes like purple cough. No, it, come on. You drink 16 ounces of Diamond Tap. If you're, if well, you're no, going to serve me 16 ounces of Diamond Tap, I better be high <laughs> as shit. I mean, I better be fucking flying. That's true. Uh, this did not do that for me. Uh, they won two silvers and they won the 2,000 to 5,000 barrel brewery of the year. Wow. Um, short Fuse, which is more beer than I thought they made. Um, they're right by the airport. They, I actually would drive past their brewery to go down the side alley to take my car to the fucking shitty parking lot where I would park my car to fly from O'Hare. Um, they won for Vocal Jam in a, a quote-unquote experimental beer, and how do you even judge that category? If it's just called experimental beer. Vocal Jam is a... Um, come on, you damn thing. Uh, Vocal Jam is a... It, their description says 2021 GABF Silver Medal winner. It does not tell me what the beer is. All it says is fruited sour on... Um, Fruited sour with boysenberry, blueberry, and coffee, which sounds fine. I mean, that sounds decent to me. So you know, I've done I the, believe I've done the berry yeah. thing with coffee. Um, yeah, it's, no, it's I, I, one of my delicious. favorite beers is that. So yeah, so it's five point five percent. It has a three point eight four. You know, not a super inspiring rating, but not a heinous rating either. So um, that's okay. The other beer they won with was Fruited American Sour called Tropical Hurt Locker. Um, and this one has a 3.858, same exact like region, 5.5%. So I'm guessing this beer has the same base. And one is experimental because it has coffee in it, and one is Fruited Sour. Yep. Because it doesn't have coffee in it, and yep. they, get, they got fit into different categories. 
which is kind of crazy to think about because it's the same fucking Berliner Weiss base that you made. This but is, uh, this one looks like it's just another berry, a berry, you know, kettle sour. Yep. And this is this is the point that I've made to you several times is I get why there are so many different categories because it makes for great marketing. But are these two distinctly different beers because they got one different ingredient? No. They're basically the same beer. They're both probably... I think one is just the coffee version of the other one. Yep. I think it's literally the same fruits even, potentially. Yep. I I mean, what what did we say Vocal Jam was? It was boysenberry and i mean the picture on here are just like uh, some red and black berries i mean you know whatever (laughs) it's the same shit it's all about the marketing Uh, baby all right well whatever i mean good for them i'm I'm, hopefully it draws people in i don't know who cares about this stuff anymore except me i'm doing a 10 fucking minute game on it so whatever fine um but uh that's kind of wild to me so short fuse you you get next up, Tony is Lakefront Brewing in Milwaukee. Ooh, I think you've been here. I think, I think we've discussed this brewery recently. Probably. I think this was where the external part of Laverne and Shirley's intro was filmed. The shots, yeah. shits or whatever it is, brewery. Um, I, think I forgot you've been about here. that. I think you've been on the tour. I think this is a griff. You're right, Tony. I've been there. I forgot I told you about that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. All right. Fine. Tony has how many right now? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six for Tony. Out of eight. You got two left. Next up is Warped Wing in Dayton. Dayton, Ohio. I feel like there's no other reason to have anything of note come out of Dayton, Ohio, other than a good beer. I think this is a great beer because I think that's one of the dullest cities in America. Uh, you're right, Tony. Uh, it is one of the dullest cities in America, but you are wrong in oh. that I, I have been there. I have been to that brewery because I have been to the dullest city in America many times over. Uh, I have been to Dayton. Uh, and it is dull. It's as dull as it gets, my man. But they did have this good brewery, and it was good. I enjoyed Warped Wing quite a bit. And they had one very good coffee shop, and that was really just about it. And they uh, had a place called Cluckers, where you could go and eat really bad chain chicken. Uh, and you could just call it Fuckers. Well, I, I, I was thinking Cluckers would be a great name for a strip club that served fried chicken. I think that's what's that one called? What's the one that Lou Williams goes to? In Atlanta. In Atlanta. Yeah, I forgot the name of it. <laughs> that one. Hey, good chicken. All right, last one, Tony. Last up in Great American Beer Fest or Griff's American Beer Fest, your last round is Warrior Brewing from Duluth, Minnesota. Minnesota has a great beer record, especially when it comes to this particular festival. So I'm going to stick with great. Maybe you've been there. Again, there's probably not a lot to do in Duluth. I know you've done a lot of travelling, but I think this is a great beer. I think this is an award winner. 
You're right, Tony. It won an award. It won the uh, silver medal in Imperial Stout for its Barbarian from uh, from Warrior. Uh, let's just pull that up. Barbarian is just a regular old type 12.5% Imperial Stout. Looks lovely. Mmm. That's it. It looks good. I'm into it. Uh, uh, Duluth, uh, in honor of our friend Nut, who has contributed most of the content of this show. Thank you, Nut. Uh, and congrats on being from a very cold place, Duluth. So, Tony, I forgot to mention that Freem, what, what award Freem win, won, because I had not been there, and they are great and not Griff's. Was uh, it Freem won? Nope, they won the silver in IPA for their... And, and the category was called American Style Strong Pale. Yeah. Yep. But their beer was IPA. I guess that's what it is. So Freem IPA won the silver in that. That was the only award they got. What a shame. Um, if, if it's in, of any interest to you, the um, the big brewery of the year, 15,000 to 100,000 barrels, was Allagash. Uh, and the only other big name I saw in here was Cloudburst from Seattle, won the thousand to two thousand range. So there you go. Otherwise, otherwise it was boring as usual. I would love to go and get drunk, but they did not actually have it in person, so you couldn't even do that this year. Is all they did it all virtually, uh, which I imagine benefits someone. I don't know. Whatever. That's it. The end. Tony wins. Tony wins with a score of eight. How did you think? A very very weird game that I came up with. Tony, I am out of interesting things to say. I think we eventually have to turn it over to our friend Tyler here. So why don't we say goodbye to the nice people? Sure. Uh, If people are listening to the show, they probably know where to find us. Um, We're available via email. Via our Discord, hit us up on our Discord. You know how to get in contact with us to get on the Discord. It's via email. It's via Instagram. Get in contact with us. We'll get you on there. You can hang out with the likes of W2s, our friend Tyler, the grammar purist, Nick Talk, all the legends for the show, Corey. Me. Griff. Tony. Yep. We're all there. We're all there. Just hanging out. Well, if you need to hit us up on Instagram, if you are somebody who found us on, say, uh, your podcast feed, which is a place people can find us, and you don't know our Instagram, it's Beer Engine Pod on Instagram. Our email is beerengineshow at gmail.com. I tell We're you on what. Untapped. Tony, yeah. what are we on Untapped? Well, you're Griff AD on Untapped. I'm St. Moz on Untapped. That's and right. I need to check in more beers. I've been drinking more beers. I just haven't checked them in. I'm like, need to lift my game. Yeah. I am almost certainly drinking more beers than I check in, which is disturbing uh, for everybody. So that's fine. Uh, Tony, do you have anything else to say? We didn't go too far over today, I don't think. It's still a fairly long show, but we've uh, yeah. we've taken a break for a while. So uh, it's good to get we've, back in the saddle. We've got nine more minutes of Tyler, apparently, maybe. so We do. So let's play us out with the dulcet tones of our friend, Nut. Bye. Hey everyone. WTUDS here, aka Nut, aka Griff's Chicago Beer Mule, uh, also the guy who drinks barrel aged stouts in the middle of summer and posts them in the Discord, despite the fact that 
He posted that one already. Just keeps doing it again and again. Anyways, uh, I'm here to hijack the show. Uh, because friend of the pod, grammar purist, dropped an article today in the Discord that included two of my absolute favorite things in the world, uh, baseball and beer. Uh, and then he was so kind to gift me a, uh, a, a, a gift sub, gift trial sub to the athletics so I could read it. And then, uh, other friend of the pod, Corey asked me to record it and send it as part of the show. And here's the deal. This is the beer engine pod, baby. And beer engine pod sure does love its content. So I'm here sniping the show from, well, I'm still in Chicago to provide just that content. So the article title is as craft beer booms around the country. Why isn't it thriving at the ballpark? It's written by Enosaris, who's a writer for the athletic. I probably just mutilated his name, but there's no pronunciation on the website that I can tell. So that was my best shot. Now I am here to read this entire article in one take, no edits. I read it one time, so at least I like know it's coming. But, but yeah, I'm not gonna make this sound pretty, and you're just gonna all have to deal with, with my bullshit. So, uh, Tony, hit that music, baby. Let's go. On the second level at the Oakland Coliseum behind home plates, it's Shibe Tavern, a food pavilion of sorts that used to house a full bar, two of the park's better food options, and a craft beer bar in the back. All that's open these days is a traditional bar. Across the field, a branded third deck area called the Treehouse used to have a cooler full of local craft cans. That's gone too. Over in San Francisco, the spot behind the plate at Oracle Park that used to sell local craft cans and bombers of Russian rivers Pliny the Elder, alongside crab sandwiches, still has the sandwiches, but has replaced the local cans with selections from breweries owned by Anheuser-Busch InBev, the world's largest beer brewer. A few of the club-level local craft can stands are no longer there. It's mostly Sierra Nevada around the park these days, unless you're at the public house, an attached bar out front. Wait a minute, cut the music. I need to Google something real quick. Can I read a full article on a podcast? No, I can't do this. Uh, it would violate fair use, and I don't want to get the boys sued, so... Let's see, let's pivot. Um, let's call this Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit Blog. I'm just going to kind of, I'm here. I'm doing this for Corey and maybe just Corey, but I'm going to I'm gonna recap this article because it's kind of interesting. Um, it makes a couple points. First off, like the sheer volume of beer that is needed to fill a, bar, a ballpark is a really tough benchmark for a brewery to meet. A uh, quote from the article, uh, one person connected with ballpark beer supply told of an impending big series and a shortage of an imported Mexican lager. After a string of panicked calls to local suppliers, the ballpark was able to procure all of the lager they needed. And in the process, they had appropriated most of the city's supply of that brand for the entire weekend. Stadium needs so many resources when it's full, it can literally suck a whole city dry of a popular beer. At Oracle Park in San Francisco, they sold more than 3,000 gallons of beer on an above-average Friday night in 2019. That's a successful month for a good-sized tap room in the same area. A successful month. So uh, they go on to say also like the size of the ballpark and space availability is a huge factor as well. If you think about older ballparks like Fenway and Wrigley, because they're made a hundred years ago, there's just so small. There's no room in the concourse to add anything new, and you're certainly not going to replace what's already selling with something that 
is uh it's kind of a small market in comparison. Like if you think about it, the craft share is still only around 15 to 20% of all beer in America. So 15 to 20% of your tiny little concourse in, in Wrigley is, 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 is prime space. Um, goes on to say, the pandemic is also obviously a factor. Like reduced capacity in stadiums meant fewer concessions and bare bones staffing and meant more simpler food menu items. And it just meant simplifying the beer as well. Um, and even as parks are reopening in full capacity, per se, they're still seeing attendance down uh, because <laughs> we're still living in a pandemic after all. And people are a little wary of going and standing around thousands of of uh, of people, whether or not they're vaccinated or wearing a mask or not. Um, the really interesting part of it goes on to talk about just um, Anheuser-Busch InBev's uh, influence on this whole thing. So, like, the, you know. This, this bar is Oracle Bar in the San Francisco Stadium, which is like halfway outside the stadium. So it's like its own little bar, but you can get your beer in plastic cups and take it inside. Uh, it's, they have the most impressive tap list I've ever seen for a baseball stadium. And even then, um, you know, half their bar products must, uh, or half their bar must offer products from the sponsors, various brands. So Anheuser, both InBev products. So even though they have like, two dozen different craft beers that also means they have to have a bunch of other anheuser-busch in best uh so quote from the article when it comes to venues the big companies have sponsorship rights and included in that is the signage and taps at most of the pouring stations if abi sponsors the team and the venue they basically own it and that was from a source from abi itself goes on to say um in the article underlying this relationship is that there can be at times be a pay-to-play situation going on with craft beer at ballparks breweries called partners and sponsors and are sometimes expected to pony up a certain amount of money to get their beer in front of baseball fans so the ballparks if want these breweries to pay to sponsor a booth or a deck and then they finally can get the beer to their park on tap and oftentimes it's likely at that specific location only and that's expensive obviously and then as the as the deal goes forward it gets more expensive year to year to year um so going back to the uh that same abi source another quote the article it's all bullshit if you think about it there's a lot of pay to play over all over California as an example, and even craft breweries do this. I'll give you five free kegs if you carry us for three months on the number one tap handle. It's the same thing at the venues, only the venues don't get called out. These baseball parks don't get called out because they've managed to work it into this large gray area that's called marketing. It's a dirty game. So that pay-to-play level on a local level is actually illegal, but on a venue level, it's slightly more complicated thanks to these sponsorship agreements um, because, you know, it's pro sports, and pro sports... They get their own set of laws, and they get to do whatever they want. So kind of wrap it up. The last, uh, last poll quote from, from the article is kind of how they wrapped it up in general. Is combine all these various factors, the distribution issues, the size of the concourses, the pandemic concerns, the conflict between smaller shops and the massive national partners. And it's a little, it's a little surprise that many ballpark operators simply don't want to be bothered with making craft beer a priority, even if there is a market for it. You know, like the Yankees. They're the most expensive, like the the richest team in baseball, and they have the space for it, and they just don't seem to care. So maybe they've like they've looked at like the Chicago White Sox have a great craft beer scene, and and they're actually proven to White Sox fans outspend Chicago Cubs fans on beer uh, considerably more. And that's saying something because uh, most Cubs fans who come to Wrigley Field are just a bunch of drunks anyways. But then again, thinking about if I'm just going to go to Wrigley Field to get hammered and watch terrible baseball, I might as well get hammered on the cheapest thing I can find as opposed to something that tastes good. Um, 
And then kind of like to go off that, the very first comment in the comment section, I read this article, was literally just a guy saying, that's because craft beer sucks. And then like 50 dudes agreeing with him. So that's also the fan base you're dealing with. Like these are sports fans. They're all Neanderthals. Even even baseball, which is the smartest sport in existence, is still full of just a bunch of idiots who want to, you know, want to see big men hit ball far. So anyways, uh, uh, that's me hijacking the pod because we love content. Here's here's some content for you. I made this content for you. Um, and we're going to call it uh, Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit Blog. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day.